Hello and welcome to the Standout 7 Ireland edition. We've got the biggest, best and strangest stories to come over the next 7 minutes. If you like what you hear, why not hit the follow button for regular updates. There's a fresh episode every weekday at 7am. Mullah Abdul Ghani Baradar was freed from a Pakistani jail three years ago at America's request. And on Sunday night, the Taliban's political leader and co-founder was headed to Kabul as the Taliban declared the war is over and they would soon announce a new form of government, most likely an Islamic state. The weekend saw the Taliban move at lightning speed, capturing major cities and surrounding Kabul. The former president, Asharaf Ghani, fled to Tajikistan, posting on Facebook that he had left to avoid a flood of bloodshed. Afghanistan's former education minister, Minister Ranjini Hamidi told the BBC she could not believe the speed at which events unfolded. I'm in shock. I'm in disbelief. I didn't expect this from the president that I knew and a president who I trusted fully. I still want to believe that this is not true that he left. But if he did, it's really a shame. And as the Afghan government collapsed and hundreds of thousands fled, a Taliban spokesperson told the BBC there will be no revenge, that they are simply seeking a peaceful transfer of power. In the city of Kabul, there will be no revenge on anyone. We are the servant of the people and of this country. Our leadership have instructed our forces not to enter the city. We are awaiting a peaceful transfer of power. After a blisteringly fast takeover of Afghanistan, Tuesday saw the Taliban presenting a carefully cultured image of normalcy. They started with their first press conference where they took questions from Afghan and international journalists. And spokesman Zabihullah Muljahid started by promising that no one will go after Afghans who worked with foreign military forces. Whoever has worked in the military, in translation, we have given amnesty to everybody. There is no revenge. Mujahid also spoke about rights for women, saying they can be secure and will play an active role in Afghan society as long as they live by Sharia law. They can work, they can get education, they are needed in our society, and they will be actively involved. If they uh, continue to live according to Sharia, we will be happy, they will be happy. However, Hosna Jalil, former Afghan Deputy Minister of Women Affairs, says the Taliban's history of obliterating women's rights has not been forgotten and the women of Afghanistan fear what will happen when international forces leave. They are scared of going back or being imprisoned in their houses like they used to. But at the same time, they are given reassuring messages of having access to education and having access to health centers. They don't have to be accompanied by men. The chaos continued in Afghanistan yesterday with dramatic scenes from Kabul airport as Afghans desperately tried to get out of the country. Ireland's Minister for Foreign Affairs says there's still a number of Irish people looking to get home and that he and his team continue to work on a plan for extraction. As soon as the airport is secure enough for planes to be able to land and take off, 
uh, we're confident that we will be able to ensure that the 33 Irish citizens that we want to get out of Afghanistan who want to leave, we'll be able to facilitate that in the airport. Of course, they have to get to the airport, and in order to do that, they'll have to travel through checks and so on that are controlled by the Taliban. So this is not straightforward. Uh, it is a fluid situation. Simon Coveney also had words of reassurance for Afghans who live in Ireland and wanted to bring their families to safety. I think Irish people want us to be generous in the context of this crisis. Many, many people in Afghanistan are very, very fearful for themselves, their families and their future. Uh, and I think uh, Ireland and Irish people would, would want us to respond generously to that and that's what we're doing. Lisa Michael Martin was on RT61 News yesterday to lay out where the government is at and the roadmap to reopening. We said we would reopen society in a phased, cautious basis. We have. Remember, it's only 26th of July we reopened indoor hospitality. Following outdoor hospitality, we wanted to see the impact of that. We made it clear at the beginning of August uh, that you know we had reopened to a certain extent. We wanted to see how the Delta was going to play out in August. We made it very clear that we would publish a comprehensive roadmap for the next phase at the end of August, and that is what we're going to do. He says the next two weeks we'll see a series of meetings which will result in a detailed plan on August 31st for the reopening of various industries, including live music and entertainment. Obviously, we will work with the different government departments over the next week. Um, NEFIT will meet on the 25th, the Cabinet COVID Committee will meet on the 27th, and we'll have a Cabinet meeting on the 31st to sign off on a roadmap for the next phase of managing COVID-19 so and, also reopening, and, and also reopening the remaining, remaining sectors of society, return to workplace, return to offices, uh, the, the live entertainment sector, the arts, theatre and a whole range of indoor activities. Still to come on the Smart 7 Ireland edition, tributes to comedian Sean Locke and Brian May remembers Queen at Slane. Right after this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. You're listening to the Smart 7 Ireland edition. If you're enjoying it, you might also like the original Smart 7. Just search and follow us on your favourite podcast platform. There was good news on the vaccine programme as the total number of jabs administered hit 6.4 million. The National Immunisation Advisory Committee has approved a plan to mix vaccines as Minister for Health Stephen Donnelly explains. For those people who've had uh, one dose of AstraZeneca but for various reasons uh, were advised not to or were not comfortable uh, going for a second dose, their preference was an mRNA vaccine. Uh, I received advice just yesterday from the Chief Medical Officer saying that we can now mix the vaccines. Uh, I've agreed with that and my department will now be working with the HSE uh, to implement that uh, as quickly as possible. Meanwhile, as cases remain at a high level, Dr Dennis McCauley of the Irish Medical Organisation says people need to remember that the Delta variant is highly infectious. Cases that we are seeing are that we're seeing people who have been mixing uh, indoors without a mask uh, with people who are, who are not vaccinated and therefore have a much higher chance of carrying the disease. 
Unfortunately, we're also seeing this, this Delta variant seek out people who haven't been vaccinated. And unfortunately, we are seeing a number of people of all ages who haven't been vaccinated becoming quite sick and having to go into hospital. There was sad news yesterday as the death of comedian Sean Locke was announced. He died of cancer at just 58 years of age and the news shocked the comedy world. He was a stand-up comedian and panel show veteran, including longtime team captain on 8 out of 10 Cats, and he wrote and starred in the BBC sitcom 15 Stories High. Tributes came from Jimmy Carr, Harry Hill, Ashling B and Bill Bailey, who called him brilliantly funny. Here he is in full flow on 8 out of 10 Cats. Rest in peace, Sean. My greatest achievement must be rectum of the year. <laughs> I knew I'd won when I, uh, I heard three of the judges throwing up behind me. Beef <laughs> Fern Cotton. <laughs> Hers is pretty messed up. Rock legend Brian May was on the 6 o'clock show on Tuesday night chatting to Mwerin and Ray and they just had to ask him about his memories of the famous Queen gig at Slane Castle but things took a surprising turn. I will never ever forget it to my dying day. It was nuts. It was an incredible night. Just the energy was insane and it also gave me one of my best friendships in my life, strangely enough. You want to know who that is? Yes. I'm thinking Lord Henry Mount Charles or someone, Bono or who someone was like that. He was there too, you know, and he is a friend, yeah, but uh, a young boy called Noel Fitzpatrick was there. I, I was trying to get him to treat one of our animals because we have a This is the vet. Sorry, here. Brian, this is the super vet. He's this, not a super this, vet. This is the super vet. This is the super vet. Yeah, he was there as a young boy. This has been the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We're back Monday morning at 7am. Have yourselves a great weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.